If you're committed to the process of change that we teach here on the Tough Love Mom podcast, I know that you're taking on one change in your journey at a time so that it sticks. And so you don't chronically fall off the wagon because none of us want to do that just a few weeks into your completely lifestyle overhaul. Like no one wants to do that, right? That's stressful. It's frustrating. You want to stop falling off the wagon. So if you've already bought into the whole, I'm taking on one change at a time, pat yourself on the back. But the question is, once you feel like that change is starting to stick, how do you know when it's the perfect time to add in another change so you can continue down this path towards true lifestyle change? Like, how do you know when, okay, I've mastered this, it's time to move on. How do you, how do you know that's the right time and not question, is it too soon? Is it too late? You know, how do you know when it's the right time? That's exactly what you're going to find out today. So if you're on this path, girl, let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times. And I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. All right, before I go into teacher mode, I want to remind you that if you're at this point where you haven't even started, you need to figure out what your starting point needs to be. Maybe you're just overwhelmed with the thought of everything that you want to change, or you've tried to change it all maybe once, maybe 10 times, and you fall off the wagon a few weeks in. If either of those things are your situation, or if what we're talking about today, this whole, I got off on the right foot but now I feel kind of lost. I'm floundering. Maybe you backslid a little bit in your journey. You took a few steps back and you just don't know where to go next. You don't know if you started in the right point, right place, or maybe you did. Maybe you started in the right place and you've got a habit or two down, but you don't know how to like build on that. You don't know how to level up to the next piece of your journey. Whatever situation that you're in, that is the whole purpose of the starting point sessions. And like I said, maybe you already figured your starting point out. That doesn't mean that we can't talk about what comes next and create an actionable game plan for that. Every single client that has a starting point session, whether they book one or they book a package of three for the long-term accountability, no matter what they choose to do, whether it's one call or whether it's three, they come away with an actionable plan. It's a step-by-step process. Hey, this is what you want to tackle. This is the habit that you want to get in place. This is the thing you want to stop doing. This is what you want to replace it with. How do you make that happen? You and I come up with that plan and then you get my accountability to make sure that you follow through and do it. Yes, me one-on-one 
45 minutes at a time for each starting point session call. Or like I said, if you've got your your foot on the right path and you started that walk, you just don't know where to turn next, we can talk about that too. And again, come up with your actionable plan so you actually know what to do next. Ooh, it's so fun and it's so cool walking away. Every single client I have worked with makes progress in these habits and it's just so neat to hear like the relief. There's there's not a better word for it, but I can hear the relief in their voices when they're like, yeah, just it feels easy now. Like it actually feels like part of who I am. I'm not having to think twice about this. It doesn't feel like this big struggle anymore. I'm ready for what's next. And it's so cool when you can get to that point. So let's talk today about what's next. How do you know when it's the right time to add in a new habit? So if you know my postpartum story at all, if you don't, I'm gonna give you a quick rundown. I started focusing first after both boys were born. My first focus, my personal starting point which I didn't know it at the time, but (laughs) after having worked with so many women and kind of like rehashing my own journey, a starting point is the perfect phrase for what this was. But my starting point was focused. My focus was a certain number of workouts per week. I started with four because as a new mom transitioning into motherhood and then having two under two, four was doable for me. It allowed me to meet my body where I was at trimester four workouts. It was perfect for that season for the first like month or two working out. So my first starting point was no matter what, by the end of a seven day week, I'm going to have worked out four days. Now for me, I chose to do that because for me, working out creates momentum in the other areas of my journey. For some women, they need to start with nutrition to create momentum in the other areas, or maybe they don't have the time to work out consistently because of work and motherhood and all that. So they start with nutrition. It doesn't matter where you start. It's the mat. What matters is that you identify your starting point. So actually, if you have like no idea what I'm talking about with starting points or how to figure out what it should be for you, when I'm talking about paths, when I'm talking about stepping stones today, if you want to understand what all those mean, I'm going to link an episode below for you. It's actually episode 90 where I really get into what all of that is. So go listen, go cue it up for your next play next, because you'll want to understand all those concepts. Maybe go listen to that episode, then come back to this one. But nonetheless, my starting point was focusing on a certain number of workouts a week. My stepping stone after that, my next habit that I wanted to master once that felt down pat was upping it by a day. So I went from four days a week to five days a week. It seems like such a minor transition, but that was the only other than like being a mom, a wife, and, you know, taking care of my basic needs, like showering and eating food and sleeping as much as I could. That was the only other thing I focused on. I did not focus on eating clean, like eating super clean. I didn't eat junk, but I wasn't focused on like being perfect with my diet. I was not focused on working out at 6am every day, I was not focused on trying to do it all and have all these other things in place in my routine. I was literally just focusing on working out four days a week. And my next stepping stone, my next thing I mastered was five days a week. Didn't care what time of day it was. Honestly, it was like 20, 25 minutes. I just wanted to get it done so I could build that momentum in my journey again. After I, I mastered five days a week, I started focusing on getting a consistent routine down. So simply around working out at the same time of day, because it created predictability for my kids, for myself, it kind of gave me my energy levels back because I was engaging my body physically at the same time of day. So 
my third stepping stone, the next thing I focused on was that consistent time of day for my workouts. And that took me, that whole process took me a couple months and it was not until month, about month six postpartum when I really got focused on my nutrition again and got really just like, I don't know, what's the word button down, batten down the hatches. Like that's when I really started to do that with my nutrition was not until about six months postpartum. Like I said, some moms do it earlier. Some moms are superwoman and I guess can do it all. I'm not one of them. I had to take it one thing at a time. And a majority of moms need to do the same. But because we feel this pressure to like change it all at once so we can actually see progress. Again, maybe you'll see some progress, but then you fall off eventually because it's just not sustainable. So that's why I took it one thing at a time, a starting point, followed by simple stepping stones that were going to keep me moving forward instead of like this shaky. Do you ever picture in the Amazon those like shaky wooden bridges with the planks that are falling off and it's like a rope bridge and it's this huge, vast chasm that you're trying to walk over? That's what I picture someone who is trying to make all of the changes at once, trying to cross that bridge when instead... You can go over this like solidly built brick bridge that isn't even that long, but it just, you know, it's kind of steep because it goes over this river and you have to like take your time going over it. You want to take in the sights. You want to enjoy your life at the same time. Okay. That's the difference. I love my like random metaphors that come into my brain. I hope you enjoy them too, but that's just what comes to mind. Like don't go over that shaky bridge in the Amazon. That's like super sketchy. Let's go over the well-constructed bridge that you know you can trust. And it's like surrounded by these beautiful sights that you get to take in along the way. You can breathe, you can relax, and you can trust the fact that you will get to the other side of that bridge. But you're just going to take your time along the way, enjoy life, enjoy the journey, and you'll get to the other side. It just might take a little bit longer. You know, (laughs) on that creaky bridge going over the Amazon where there's planks falling off and there's monkeys trying to jump on you, aka your toddlers. (laughs) had to do that. You don't even know if you're going to make it to the other side, right? Like you don't even know if that, that end point of you finally feel like you're living this healthy lifestyle that you see other people living, but you figured out how to make it work for you. You don't even know if you're going to get there because you might fall off the bridge on your way, right? We don't want to do that. So like I said, starting point and then simple stepping stones. I promise you go and cross that bridge. That is a good metaphor right there. I need to figure out how to like draw that picture because that was real good. So nonetheless, pat myself on the back. It's like late. I need to go to sleep. (laughs) So I'm really proud my brain's working right now. All right. So it was about six months postpartum when I could finally focus in on nutrition and I knew that was sustainable and I could actually make the changes that were going to stick because I waited because I got the momentum going with my workouts first, but that's just what I needed. So how can you determine when to move on to your next habit, when to move on to this next stepping stone? And from there, continue on your journey, continue on down this road. So my starting point, again, was the number of days per week that I worked out. A starting point is simply one simple action that you're going to master first. Simple as that. And the time that it takes to master your starting point will vary. For some moms, it just takes a couple weeks. For other moms, it can take a couple more weeks. It doesn't take too many weeks. It's not going to take you like months and months and months to master. If that's the case, you picked the wrong starting point or you picked too big of a starting point. You need to pick something again that's simple and sustainable. That means it's not huge. It's not massive. And it's something that you can continue being consistent with. It's not this huge thing that you're trying to take on and you'll fall off after three weeks. It's something that is so simple that you can sustain it 
in the long haul. It needs to be a little challenging, but not too much over your threshold. Okay. So that's a starting point. It's just one simple action that kicks you off on your journey. You only have one starting point ever because it's where you start. You don't need to keep going back to your starting point, right? We want to keep moving down this path. So what comes next is your stepping stone and your stepping stone is likely within the same path. For me, that was exercise. There's three simple paths in your journey, exercise, fitness, and routine. Okay. That's the only three. So when you're thinking of what, where should I start? Pick one of those paths. There is rhyme and reason to how to pick those paths. And that's what I walk people through on their starting point sessions. But you pick your path and and figure out which starting point you're going to work from. For me, that was exercise and I upped it by a day. And then I started to focus on the time of day. I stayed on the same path for like six months. And then I started to transition over to the nutrition path about six months postpartum. So your stepping stones come next. They're the next pieces in your journey that you add on. Picture like building uh, Duplo Lego blocks and you're trying to build a big pyramid building with your kids, you're not going to want to build a straight up narrow tower because it will fall over, right? You want to build a base. And so that starting point is that big base that you build. So you can continue to build upon it and each stepping stone afterwards. Obviously it's not going to be as wide and long as the base is, as your starting point was, but you can continue to build on that. So you can build this big, huge, strong, pyramid building thing with these Duplo Lego blocks, boy, mom, and boom, your journey is so much more solid than it would have been. Had you built this tall, you know, the like single Duplo Lego blocks, just a single one that's going to fall over if it's like 10 blocks high, we all know that. So again, you want to stay on the same path. You want to make it sustainable. That's what the point of stepping stones are. You're keeping it simple. You're keeping it sustainable. So what do you need to consider when you're like, okay, I think I've got this first one down. How do I know if it's the right time to add in a new habit to transition to my next stepping stone on this journey? How do you know when it's right? Because a lot of the time self-doubt can come in, concern, worry, you know, I've got life going on, circumstances, this and that. This is when our head gets in the way. And so I want you to be very objective about this. Again, this is something I walk my clients through on these starting point sessions, especially if you get a package, we can talk through your next stepping stones and what should come next. We can make a game plan for like months down the road. So you, you know what you're doing. It's such a beautiful thing to see, but I want you to objectively consider these three things when it's time to determine if it's time for your next stepping stone, AKA just adding in another action on your journey and truly making it habit. So the first thing is how big of an obstacle was your starting point? So we're, we're going to talk from the point right now, just for simplicity's sake of you're going from your starting point, that initial action to the next one, to your next stepping stone. So we're just talking step one to step two. We're not like five steps down the road into your journey. We're just saying, okay, You mastered this first habit. Give yourself a pat on the back because this will speak to those of you who haven't started yet, who haven't figured out that starting point. And it will also speak to those of you who have mastered that first thing in your journey, but you are not sure where to go next or when to take the next step. So that's what we're speaking from this for simplicity's sake. So you've done your starting point. You've mastered it. It feels pretty natural by now. So again, that first consideration is how big of an obstacle was that starting point for you? How big of an obstacle, how difficult was it for you or how difficult was it before your journey started to make this starting point a habit? A lot of women that I work with tackle the 
biggest obstacles first, because often when we're like going through what's your journey like right now, why is it difficult? What's holding you back the most? What frustrates you the most? We just go through all these questions. You know, you talk, I listen for about 20, 30 minutes and we figure out what that biggest obstacle is. And I say, okay, is this what you want to tackle first? And it often is because that momentum, once you start to tackle that big obstacle, the momentum starts to snowball and starts impacting and get its little fingers into all these other areas in your journey, all the potential stepping stones that could come next, all the different paths. You just notice that. Like, do you ever notice on days that you don't work out, you like don't really want to eat healthier, even though you know on the days you should work out, you should eat as healthy as you do on days that you do work out. It's that kind of thing. When you're building momentum in one area of your journey, especially if it's the toughest one, it's going to start making the other areas a little bit easier. It's such a cool little mindset thing. I'm not going to geek out right now on it, but it's really cool. So the bigger the obstacle, what I want you to know and give yourself some grace with is the bigger the obstacle is for you, the longer it's going to take which leads me to my second point. The second thing I want you to consider is how long have you been working at the starting point? So the first thing, again, help just just recognize, identify how big of an, like, was this the biggest obstacle for you? Is it the biggest obstacle for you? Or is it one of the, like middle level ones? Or was it a pretty easy thing for you to master? It, there's not a right or a wrong answer. It's just identifying that for yourself because it leads me to my second point. How long have you been working at this? How big your obstacle is relates to how long it will take for you to master that starting point. It's going to determine the length of time for it to become more natural, more ingrained in who you are. So those two kind of go along together. And I want you to consider those two things objectively. There's no right or wrong answer. You just have to identify that so you can take a step back from your journey real quick and go, okay, I see how difficult that was for me or how that was a really... It was like an easy starting point for me. It only took me about a week or two. For me personally, I started with the easy one. A lot of my clients start with the hard one. They're amazing. But I started with the easy one because I just that's where I needed to start personally. Everyone is so unique in this. And that's why it's important to have that outside perspective to help you identify these things. But I decided to work out four times a week. That was my starting point. It was a simple one for me. Honestly, it took me a couple weeks max to feel like it wasn't ever easy, easy, but it felt more natural. It didn't feel like I was forcing it four days a week because man, even for someone as consistent as me, that first like couple weeks working out postpartum was so hard, not just physically, but mentally. I was like, I don't want to do this. My body doesn't feel like my body. I'm not comfortable working out. So just know that even with an easy starting point, it will not feel great. <laughs> so that's how it was for me. It's personal experience. But it only took me a couple of weeks to really get that going. I was like, all right, let's add in a fifth. That took me like one or two weeks. And then I was able to start getting consistent with a time of day. And that's what took me a while. That was difficult. <laughs> so we figured out those two things. How difficult was it and how long have you been working at it? The last thing I want you to ask yourself, and this is where you took those things into account. And now you can start being like, how do I feel? How am I feeling about this habit? And specifically, I want you to ask yourself, how do you react when you don't feel like following through? So for example, when I was working out five days a week, I, I kind of started to determine a few weeks in that 
it would be right for me to start getting consistent with a certain time of day for everyone's sake, for everyone's sanity, for everyone's just like day of, you know, consistency of the day. It was just good for me to find a time of day that I could work out consistently. At that point, it was not 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. It was like 9 a.m. after we had breakfast. Our morning was like cook the boys breakfast, keep them happy, get a workout in, put them down for naps. (laughs) That was my day. That was like my only focus. Again, I kept it simple, but you want to start noticing how are you reacting when you don't feel like following through? Because even though that was an easy starting point and second stepping stone for me, I didn't feel like doing it five days a week, every single time. And the first week in doing a fifth day, honestly, like doing five a week, I didn't feel like it every day. I probably felt like it maybe two days a week. And then the next week it was maybe three or four days that week. So you want to start recognizing how do you react when you don't feel like following through, because you're not always going to feel like doing the things that are good for you. Heck, I'm two years postpartum from my last kid. And you know what? I don't feel like working out every single day. I don't feel like eating healthy and fueling my body well every single day. Sometimes I just want to go buy some donuts, but I don't choose to follow through on that. Even though I don't feel like following through on what's best for me, my reaction isn't to go buy the donuts. My reaction is, huh, well, I'm not going to feel great if I go eat like three donuts. So I'm just not going to go buy any. I'm not even going to go buy one. Like I'm going to get logical here. It's a waste of time for me to drive over there. It's also kind of a waste of money because I don't need donuts right now. It's not anyone's birthday. I might want donuts, but I don't need them. So how are you reacting? Are you getting logical? Are you just like reacting and going and doing something that, you know, not following through or following through on something that you don't want to be doing? objectively ask yourself, how are you reacting when you don't feel like following through? There's my example for you. I got real there. Your girl loves some donuts and some cookies. But again, how are you reacting when you don't feel like following through on what's best for you? There's a difference between reacting and responding. When I told you that now what I do is I think through this, I get objective, I get logical. That's a response. A reaction is when you just react, right? You just do something in response, but it's more of like this innate biological reaction. Again, you're just doing something versus thinking it through. At first, these changes you're making, your starting point, your stepping stones are going to be, you're going to need to engage a lot of intentional presence of mind responding. You're going to have to fight against that innate reaction that you have to do a certain thing. But over time, When you do have to be intentional about responding, that way of thinking is going to become more of your reaction. Okay. I hope I didn't lose you here. Let me backtrack this. So you'll probably, you, I hope you've listened to more than just this episode, but if you're new here, welcome. (laughs) And I'm going to explain this real quick, but when you're used to doing something one way, your brain creates this neural pathway, it strengthens it and it makes it easier for you to go down that neural pathway. It makes it easier for you to continue doing that, whether it's good for you or bad for you. So if I have this like feeling of, I don't really feel like eating healthy today. I just want to go buy donuts. If I, every time I think that way, every time I feel like buying donuts, if I go buy donuts, it's going to be easier for me to keep buying donuts. But if I interrupt that thought train, if I interrupt that response, that, that response that is truly just a reaction, if I interrupt that and I let myself get more objective, I let myself be more intentional with my mind and my thoughts. And I start taking things captive and responding. 
instead of just reacting and going and getting donuts, I start to strengthen a different neural pathway that leads me to a choice that is just the one I want to be making for myself instead of buying donuts every single time I feel like buying donuts. So when, let me bring this back to the starting point. When you're trying to master the starting point, there's going to be plenty of times you don't feel like following through. There's going to be plenty of times you don't feel like being disciplined or consistent. And there will be times that you fall off and that's fine. We are humans, but there will also be times when you don't feel like it, but then you choose to follow through. You're responding. You're thinking through this and you're saying, this is better for me. So I'm going to choose this way. You're strengthening, strengthening that neural pathway that yes, it's taking a little more energy to make that choice. But each time you do that, it strengthens that neural pathway. Your brain gets better at making that choice. And eventually over time, instead of reacting and not following through your reaction will be that choice that you made. Your reaction will become how you were responding when you were being intentional. That will just become innate. That will become how you start to think instead. Okay. You're going from, Ooh, this is hard. The starting point is hard. It's not my norm. It's not easy, which is all normal to feel that way. When you start to master it, make it part of who you are. Your reaction will be more of a, it's not hard, but I can do it. It's not hard, but I know this is better for me. And I know I'm capable. I know I want to feel this way. You start to think about how it makes you feel versus how you feel in this moment when you're not wanting to do it. So in essence, all of that to be said, you will notice that this starting point is starting to feel easier. And when you can start recognizing that, when you start realizing, oh, it's not as hard for me to whatever your starting point was, whether it's cooking dinner for your family four nights a week or working out five times a time, five times a week. I almost said five times a day. Oh, that does not sound fun. <laughs> working out five times a week, whatever it is, you're going to notice, oh, this is feeling a little bit easier. Sweet. These are all things that you want to consider. Again, wrap it up real quick. How big of an obstacle was this starting point before you got going with it? How long have you been working at this? Because the longer you've been working at it, you know, the bigger the obstacle probably was. If it was a small obstacle and you've been working at it for a long time, you need to change it up. You need to figure out, you need to pivot to a different starting point. You're not at the right one. And then I want you to ask yourself, how are you reacting when you don't feel like following through? What is your brain doing? How are you feeling? What are you thinking about? What choice are you making instead? Okay. And last thing I want you to do. This is like not one of the steps I want you of considerations. I just want you to realize this. You are unique. Your experiences, your past, and your current journey, your journey right now, today, where you're at, they're all pieced together to make you where you're at today. All these things. Now, what you need to tackle first, your starting point, how long it will take you to master that, and what your journey will look like all of those things are also unique to you. Okay. That's a beautiful thing. It's not something to be frustrated about. Yeah. It's unique. So there's no definition for it. I can't tell you exactly what that will look like. I can help you come up with a plan, but because it's unique to you, I want you to stop looking outside of your journey to define what that timeline or that trajectory or that process step-by-step might or should look like put your blinders on because each habit will take different lengths of time. Each starting point and stepping stone 
for one mom, you might, you might pick the same starting point as the mom, you know, five houses down. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying right now. You might pick the same starting point as another mom. It's going to take you different lengths of time to master it. Y'all might pick different stepping stones. Y'all, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to move to Alabama. You hear that come out of me? It's just like natural. (laughs) Take me back to the South, I guess. So your, your next stepping stone might be different. And then maybe you're like on a similar timeline and your third stepping stone is like the same one, but then it takes different times to master. Your journey is unique, okay? You'll have to factor in certain seasons of life. Maybe you've got a five-year-old who's going to kindergarten and the, the other mom that you're like comparing yourself to, this is her first kid. Like there's different seasons of life. There's different seasons of the year. We're coming up on the holidays in a few months. Well, guess what? It's going to be a little more difficult. It might take a little longer to master a starting point or a stepping stone that if you were doing it in March instead of in October, you know, that timeline might look different because of the time of year. That's fine. You might have to take breaks from discipline when you're on vacation for two weeks or totally out of your norm. You know, these are all things that are so normal. Okay. So respond to where you are at, address what you need to address. And I want you to remember to take on one thing at a time. Simple and sustainable. Simple and sustainable. Say it with me. Simple and sustainable. One. Put up your finger right now. Put up the number one. I'm going to pick one thing. It's not, I'm going to start working out consistently and eating a healthy dinner. No, one. Pick one of them. I know it doesn't feel good because you don't feel like you're going to make the progress, but you will stay consistent. And that is the key. So if you need help identifying which starting point to start with, or which stepping stone to navigate to next, because maybe again, you're off to a good start, but you feel like you've plateaued in your progress or your discipline and it's getting boring or slow or you're losing motivation. In that case, you might need to pivot to a new stepping stone. Let's figure that out. Okay. Either way, the purpose of a starting point session is to identify what your biggest struggle is right now. So we're going to look at your journey objectively, like it's literally a zero judgment zone. I've probably been there and like struggled with what you're struggling with at some point. What we'll do is from there, identify what that biggest obstacle is and come up with an actionable plan to address that. I literally will have it written down for you a step-by-step. If it's stuff you've got to do daily and be consistent with, great. You're going to have a tracker to keep consistent with that daily. You're going to have me checking in and you're going to master that new habit. So that obstacle becomes a thing of the past for good, not just a thing of the past for a few weeks, but a thing of the past for good. If you've done that, if you've already like done that with one thing or two things, even you could even use your starting point session to figure out your stepping stone. I like to call them stepping stone sessions. I know. So, so logical, right? So anyway, you've got step one down. Yay. Great. Let's figure out your next step. Let's figure out where to go next so you can keep down this track, not plateau, not stall, not move backwards, but keep moving forwards. Yes. Will there be times you dip? Will there be times you go backwards a little bit? Yes. But we're not going back to the beginning. We are not falling off that wagon and it's speeding off without us. That's not happening. Okay. And you don't have to do this alone. You do not. I'm here for you. I will be your accountability. I will be your guide and we will figure this out you will make this lifestyle change. Okay. Go book your session today at the backslash coaching. All the info is there with summer and our move coming up. 
time is limited. So go grab your spot ASAP because again, the times, the spots are very limited, but I want to see you succeed in this journey. I want you to go into the fall and the end of this year strong. I don't want you waiting till January. Do not do that to yourself because waiting is only going to move you backwards. You need to keep moving forward, even if it feels like it's super small progress because it's craziness this time of year. I, I understand. I mean, we're moving and then we're going right into the holidays. Talk about crazy town. Okay. I understand, but I want you to keep moving forward. And the best way to do that is with accountability and with clarity on what you need to do next. And that is what, that is what I am an expert at. That is what we will figure out together. And that is what, that is what you're going to do to change your lifestyle. And I can't wait to see it happen. So until then, get after it. I will chat with you Monday and it's going to be so good. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.